0: Welcome to the 104th edition of Make Wrestling Majestic again. I still not have determined if I'm some Majestic champion, Tiger Height. And I'm Pina So we have two pay-per-views and we're not covering Double or Nothing or Battleground until next week. So there you go. Now, let's cover Flashing Champions, which was the stardom event that happened on the same day. Between the two events that we did cover with stardom, the other one was better. Yeah. I just think in ring quality was better i think the stories were better but the show itself was yeah orange cassidy thumbs up kind of being nice yeah there. so we have our first so we had a replacement match for the second match so that one never happened and this was a pre-show match so quickly here we can cover it uh rebel and enemy taking on Siri and sakura aya mm-hmm mm, mm. orange cassidy thumbs down it mm. was so it was bland yeah it was a very bland match overall i don't know what they're doing with sorry like she's right. one of the best and she's not she's not even current jerker this was a pre-show match right. so it's very unusual and it was a torture rack for rebel and enemy to win mm, i'm not yet cool with rebel enemy but maybe after a couple of more wins but at least it's a good start yeah our next match which was the third technical match which was queen's quest taking on young oad yeah once again it was fine yeah it was was was, there and that shouldn't be the case they tried to do some sort of rivalry here with um utami and one of the other person in queen's quest where there's like that tension yeah so i'm like okay there's a curiosity there but maybe i'm just missing context because it's in japanese yeah maybe Uh, still cannot find an english commentary they said that there was but i could not find it and i looked for like an hour so yeah it
1: was it was hard to follow
0: it was it was hard to follow but i kind of got it i used to watch New Japan without the Eng- without English commentary so it's not the worst uh Queen's Quest another version oh no I'm sorry stars taking on Club Venus mm-hmm. a lot it was comedy yeah which I wasn't a huge fan of but I did like the interaction with Mayu Iwatami and um Mirai Mei yeah with the um, IWGP Women's Champion, hmm. I'm like, okay, there is at the very least confrontation there. So right. if this was a start to it, it's very New japan e. but I kind of wish they emphasized it more if that's the direction that they want right. to go with the IWGP Women's Champion. Yep, It's just so weird I that know. they're putting the Women's Champion in just a random bunch of tag matches you right. know it's very strange but it is what it is so this one was Mika Suzu Suzuki and Mai Sia taking on Neo Stardom Army Ugh. these these have been rough tag team matches overall they they were fine to fun and that's pretty much it right they're not that's,
1: nothing worth like going out of your way for like the,
0: the last the last pay-per-view that we covered with Stardom had Tag team matches that exceeded expectations. That were like, whoa, this is actually a good match. Right. But nothing here got to that point. Right. And I think that's sort of why the show fell flat because there were so many of these matches. Right. Where I'm like, I'm expecting more title matches. I'm expecting something more than this, you know? Right. But, meh, c'est la vie. The match itself, it was Fine. This was the best of the multi-person matches that weren't title matches. Yeah. So I can give it credit there. And it was just a random dropkick for team Suzuki to win. Fine. Orange Cassidy thumbs down. Being nice. Finally, our first title match. AZM taking on Saki Kashida, taking on Fuki Jin Death for the High Speed Championship. (laughs) Why <laughs> right. I'm so I'm trying to figure I'm in the same this out. Yeah, I I'm, I'm trying to figure this out because they wanted to get this high speed off of AZM. Mm-hmm. There was a better way to do this than what they did here. It was a it was basically a match of roll-ups. They just right. rolled each other up. It the, the pacing was fine. It was high speed. That's right. what this was supposed to be. So it's fine, right? But it just ended so randomly. Yeah. And AZM wasn't even involved in the decision. Yeah.
1: Which is fine if they want to protect AZM.
0: Right. But, but, was, but why? Where right. Where is she going from here? Is she going after Nakano? Because now Nakano, well, spoiler alert, Tom Nakano is now the Wonder and the World of Stardom champion. Right. So what are we doing there? Also, I do like the fact that the person who wins also gets a trophy. It's like okay, we have the title. Do we need the trophy? Right. <laughs> it's such a waste of time. The guy just had a bunch of bowling trophies in his basement. He's like, okay, we're just gonna give these people these trophies, right? right? But yes, um, uh, what's her name? The other one, uh, Kashima. Yeah, Kashima pinned Death to win the High Speed Champion. I still don't know the premise of the High Speed Champion. So let's go into at the very least. I actually like this match. I like the construction of it. The new eras taking on gold ship for the goddess of stardom champions.
1: Just call them the tag team champions. Jesus. No,
0: it's the goddess of stardom champions. Um, I liked the fact that it was a underdog team yeah. getting pre-attacked, and then they had to fight their way up. Mm-hmm. It gave you sympathy and really wanted you wanted you to feel the tag team champions win i'm just gonna call them the tag team champions it's gonna be a lot easier right um i I thought thought construction was good the pacing actually worked for me yeah and i did like the ending with a roll-up essentially for that to win so it was a modified jackknife pin there were a lot of roll-ups in this show and i think that's another one where i'm like it's hard again
1: it was hard to follow
0: It wasn't necessarily hard to follow. This one was pretty obvious, but it's, like, so many roll-ups. Can we have, like, a definitive winner instead of, oh, let's protect everybody? Right. Because when you try to protect everybody, you end up protecting nobody. Right. So, but new eras are still the champions. I did like the whole structure of the match because they are the scrappy new tag team champions. Right. So, So for the artist of stardom champions, or, once again, the trios trios champions... We have Restart taking on Bari Bari Bombers. That's what it is. Full thumbs up, by the way. This was a much better Well, because
1: match. of Kyrie in it.
0: And Julia. Yes. There were, there were a lot of very good wrestlers in this match. Yes. And they were fighting for something. Uh, the pacing was a lot better than all of the other tag team matches that we had during this show. Yeah. And it was just... It was, it was a damn good match. This is probably one of the better trios matches I have seen this year so far. It, I thought it was just... It was right there. It, it did not feel overworked. It didn't feel rushed. It felt very nicely paced. And it was the longest match of the show by a minute. And it was an 18-minute match. So it was it was a faster-paced show. But overall, this was a much better match. And it was a modified Oklahoma roll for Bari Bari to win. I don't like the fact that they did restart to be just transitional champions. It's just weird. But whatever. Well, whatever. I think Julia needed to win more than anything because she did lose the World of Stardom Champion, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, right? Right. And in our main event for the World and the Wonder of Stardom Champions, we have Tom Nakano and Maya Shikawa, and this... Well, hmm. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how I can describe this match because I I was trying to get into it, and then it ended, and I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. I like the screaming to Tom Nakano, and I really like Nakano's expression on it, like very vacant Hmm. and I'm wondering if they're teasing a possible heel churn with it because it felt kind of heel right right? it felt she felt like fuck you right and it's like okay now now I'm starting to you're piquing my curiosity here continue with maybe a heel Nakano and I might be very very interested but the match was a pretty good match the artist of stardom champion match was a lot better, I personally speaking. Mm-hmm. But it was a hammerlock bridging German suplex, which was, I think, the only... Well, other than the dropkick match, but this was, like, the only definitive move in the ring instead of a roll-up or a Oklahoma roll or whatever right. for that to win. But, yes, Tom is still the world of champion, but now the wonder champion. Right. How is that going to play out? I don't know. But also... The Cinderella Tournament winner challenged Nakano for the wonder of Stardom Champion. The winner of the Cinderella Tournament can challenge for literally anything. Because essentially what they get, I was reading about this, is a wish. Right. And they can do anything with that wish. And for some reason, they decide to go for the wonder of stardom champion, not, not the world. world. Why? I don't know. Where, Where in that makes any sense, sense right? to you?
1: It doesn't make any sense.
0: It's, it's almost, almost like when, um, oh, God, what, what was, was his name, name in WWE? WWE? Uh, Caval, mm-hmm. when he won NXT and he challenged for the intercontinental champion, not the world champion. It's right. Like you can literally go for any champion you want. And right. for some reason, you're doing it this way. It was just so weird. But yeah, that, um, that was Flashing Champions. I will try not to shoehorn in a random pay-per-view onto Pina Gallery like this because I only gave them like a couple of weeks to prepare for it. Yeah. So, and also we had to watch another show. So at the very least, we separated out the right. amount of shows that we have. So uh, that was Flashing Champions for Stardom. It was, it was fine. Let, Let me know what you guys game. think in the comments down below or wherever. But up next, Pina Gallery. What are we talking about? Well, we're going to
1: talk about the title switching that Triple H isn't doing.
0: Thank God. <laughs> All right, we are back. Peanut Gallery, take it away.
1: Yeah, so um, Triple H is doing something very unique with these women's champions when it comes to switching them. He's not actually switching them. He's like def- he's having them being defended as if they're just regular titles. As of right now, it's a little cattywampus because the SmackDown Women's Champion is on Raw and the Raw Women's Champion is on SmackDown. <laughs> Um, and it doesn't seem like they're doing anything to force any switching of these championships. Which
0: I am very happy about because it almost is like you are a champion, but what champion are you? you know, It's
1: almost like it doesn't matter what brand you're on. You're that brand's women's champion. Like you're, right. you're. Even though you're on Raw, you're the SmackDown Women's Champion, but it doesn't matter because you're still a Women's Champion.
0: Right. It, it makes them. It makes them more important. But I really hope that they decide to do some sort of. Maybe not like this kind of switching, hmm. but a switching where somebody wins the title right. or taking it back.
1: And and you know we speculated on this with Asuka recently winning the SmackDown Women's or Raw, the Raw Women's champion from Ripley, Bianca Belair and
0: Ray Ripley retaining the SmackDown Women's champion right. against Natalia. So it sets
1: up a couple of very interesting scenarios, if you want to call so it that.
0: Obviously, they can still do this. Right. But I don't think it's going to
1: happen because I think that they're setting up a scenario where Bianca Belair will go up against Rhea Ripley. And I think that might be a program that will be very near in the future.
0: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, they have to do something for SummerSlam, and I think that would be an appropriate time to start that. Or even Money in the Bank if they want to do it a little bit closer to home. Because I don't think there's anything in June, is there?
1: I don't think so. not sure.
0: I can't think of anything. So they did this a couple of times. Yes. So they did it with, obviously, the Women's Champion with Charlotte Flair. They did it Flair. twice
1: with the Women's Champion, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Did they do it twice with the Women's Champion? I think
1: Champions? so. They've only done it, they they did it once with uh, Bianca, not with Bianca, with uh, Rhea Ripley, not Rhea Ripley, um, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, which was the more infamous one, but I think they did it one other time as well. And I think it was the same year as this one where they switched the SmackDown and Raw Tag Team Champions. I can't remember I which think, one I, it think, was. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about.
0: I can't remember what segment it was. But here's the... And I think this is kind of where they have these like SmackDown and Raw specific yep. Tag Team Champions. This is where it sort of becomes weird. Yeah. It's because... I don't mind two women's champions, I don't mind two tag team champions, but call them very generic. Yeah,
1: yeah, they should be more generic. Like, the United States Intercontinental Champion are generic enough to not be associated with one brand or the
0: other. Right, or when they had the um, World Tag Team Champions and the WWE Tag Team Champions back in 2002. Right. It's like that would, that would make more sense indicatively than the Raw or the SmackDown because you're already saying that this is exclusive to this brand. How about you give us the option to say, hey, maybe this team deserves it. Or, hey, we are going over there, but we still have these tag team champions. Let's defend them sort of however we want.
1: because right. they've done that in the past where champions have moved brands. Even the tag team champions have moved brands when there really wasn't ever an issue.
0: Right, exactly. Up, and, up until up when they and made the SmackDown, Smackdown and Raw... In Like, tag team and women's champions. And you're right. The Intercontinental and the United States are a perfect example where if Gunther and Austin Theory were both on Raw as an example, it wouldn't be a huge problem because, well, they're already there. Uh, The Universal Champion and the WWE Champion... Ha- are the same thing. Right. They are, they're not exclusive to one brand. Well, right now they are. Right. Um, but we don't have an issue here.
1: Right. We have an issue with them being named after a very specific brand. Right. And it causes these awkward
0: title switches.
1: But the way the Triple H is doing it is, is, I think, a little bit better because he's not going to incorporate that, I don't believe, that awkward title switch.
0: Thank God. <laughs> because, it, 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 because, well, you had the confrontation, like the legitimate beef between Becky and Charlotte. Oh, right. And I think, and I think
1: that's where it kind of died.
0: Yep. Because the New Day and the Street Profits one happened before. Right. Right.
1: So, um, you know, like I said, I think that they're setting up a scenario in which a SmackDown superstar will challenge for the SmackDown Women's Champion.
0: Right. And I think Bianca Belair is the obvious choice because of her long title tenure. Now, the question at this point is who on Raw deserves the opportunity to go for the Raw Women's Champion? Right. You have, you know, you're, you're obvious. You have your Becky Lynch's, but it looks like they're going to continue her rivalry with Trish. But I, I can't think of anybody else that Asuka could face legitimately and right. it would be like, there might be an opportunity here for this change. Right. So it's just, it, they, they just packed SmackDown so hard of these women's champions because Ray Ripley is number one a heel and the SmackDown women's champion. Right. If she was a baby face, I would say Ray Ripley would have been the obvious choice to face Asuka. Right.
1: But. but Asuka, I think, is going to be seen as largely a transitional champion, which is unfortunate. But I think that's just the reality of it. Right. Um, you know, she'll probably lose to a baby face on Raw that will be able to then be a good challenger for... For um, Rhea Ripley.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, once again we get to the issue of who. Unless they're gonna do like a random Becky Lynch versus Asuka thing at right. Money in the Bank or whatever.
1: I, and I don't think it's gonna happen that quickly. I think it's gonna be. You think closer it's gonna to be the more long, long for. Yeah, I think it's going be closer to the end of the year. End of the year. year.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was, I'm thinking like SummerSlam at the very least. Well, and yeah. If, if Asuka's gonna be a transitional, you want her to lose it sooner rather than later. But again, we
1: just don't know. Right. We just don't know the long term storytelling.
0: I think the smartest idea within this is for Asuka to go back to Raw. Well, because, well, number, number one, Raw needs help. Yeah. And number two, SmackDown doesn't. Right. Like, SmackDown already has great stars already. But,
1: but again, there's a already a packed roster on Raw as well.
0: But, but do they, though? That's the issue. It's like— You You might might have have bodies, bodies, right? but are they bodies that can legitimately go for these titles? I don't know. Right, and I just don't know that. Now, another example of this happening where the commentators at Night of Champions hinted if AJ Styles won the World Heavyweight Champion, he would be going to Raw. Right,
1: because Raw was going to be the world title destination.
0: Right, so maybe Asuka will kind of do in the same vein of... Maybe she should be on Raw right. instead of being on SmackDown.
1: Right, and I think it was just kind of weird how Rhea Ripley was not drafted to SmackDown; how she remained on Raw through the draft.
0: Right. Well, they had to, she had to stay with Judgment. Day. Right. All members because she was drafted separately from the rest of judgement no, day. She was. I yeah. wasn't aware of oh, that. Oh yeah, no, she was. I think the, I think she was the first choice for Raw. No, huh. no, she was the first woman's choice for Raw. So
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. No, she was she was totally different. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows. Um but, you know, I don't have too much more to say on this topic. I just like I said, I think it's interesting how uh, this whole situation is is being handled a lot differently than what it has been in the past. Right. Um, you know, with, with Triple H running things. It just kind of goes to show that, you know, Vince is no longer in charge. Right.
0: Now, <laughs> another question which I think would be wise is, How would you solve this issue if you believe it to be an issue at all?
1: I don't think it's an issue at all.
0: There are a couple of scenarios that I would technically do that I think would not only benefit the wrestlers, but also really have people excited again. And I think they should either revert or create new champions to replace the Raw and SmackDown specifics. Right. So with the tag team champions, if they're going to— Continue to be unified, make unified tag team champions, right. and they can just go between the shows. Not right. a big deal, but for the women's champions, you can do a couple of different things. You can make a women's world champion mm-hmm. and a women's champion, right. and have them do that it that way. You can either that you can sw- have the wrestlers physically switch the champions, or you can say okay. Ray Ripley, you're going to SmackDown because you're the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Oscar, you're going to Raw because you're the Raw Women's Champion, and even switch.
1: Yeah, and and we just don't know, and and like I said, I think that they're going to do it the storyline way. I don't think that they're going to do it in any other way besides just have the storylines appear. I think that would. It's going to take a while, but I think eventually it's going to happen. I think
0: that's going to be the easiest choice. I mean, for me personally, yeah. I would do my first suggestion, which is. Replace the champions with new champions that will be default enough to where if the women's world champion is switched over somewhere else, it's not like why is this SmackDown women's champion on Raw? Right. So, this is what I would do.
1: Yeah, but that's about it. That's all I have. Um, like I said, I think it's something that's interesting, um, and I think that we're start- we're
0: starting to see the development of it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, but that's about it. All right. Great. So when we come back, I'm getting on my soapbox. All right. All right. We are back. And there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about with this. Uh, so let's go into Raw. So Raw did drop slightly. Well, number one, they had playoffs. Obviously playoffs, especially this NBA playoffs. It's going to be a little bit hard. Uh, 1.638 million next to 1.716. And a demo instead of .58 and it was number five basically right behind all the NBA games and like I said before there were just some weird decisions here um the whole riddle thing with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is pretty much played out and they did this for the main event again and they face Imperium it did absolutely nothing to do anything to anybody other than being a raw main event they could have utilized that time a lot better than they did but they didn't and there's not really much that we can do about it on that end. Um, everything around Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes has just been excellent. And I think, with hindsight, after watching Night of Champions, that match was awesome. And it's just only going to get better. These two have a chemistry that I cannot describe. It was brutal. They paced it out throughout the night, which was good. And the ending, I think, was excellent with Triple H talking to Cody Rhodes and having that heart-to-heart there. Uh, There really wasn't a whole lot of other things that were, like, super big and bright and colorful. You know, Dominic Mysterio and Apollo Crews had a match. Nobody really cares. Um, other than maybe Apollo should have stayed on NXT if they're going to treat him like this because, come on, we need some more people there. And, there and, you know, there just really wasn't a whole lot there for me to grasp at for Raw. It was just Raw, you know. Now, NXT did better than they did. So it was a 578,000 Uh, viewership next to 564 and it was a 0.16 next to a 0.14 and they were number 14 in the top 150 Um, other than the tournament uh, Ilya Dragunov and Dijak had a great back and forth just awesome very brutal and I can't wait for their battleground match and you know Uh, Stratton and Perez was fine. It was a fun match, but Lyra Valkyria is just not clicking, and now she's getting a title opportunity. She's basically just a body for uh, Tiffany Stratton to eat up to win the title at this point. Uh, The whole thing with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane having a weaponized cage match next week, they should have done that this week, or they should have done that at Battleground instead of this because, let's just be honest, the whole... Rivalry between these two is dead in the freaking water. It's Nothing is happening with it. And there just wasn't like that great standout match throughout this entire show. So there's not really much else to talk about as it relates to this. Oh, Dynamite, Dynamite, Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite did increase. They did because number one, they had no NBA playoff game running against them at all. But it was still 846,000 next to 814. It was a 0.32 instead of a 0.28. So um, not a big jump as it relates to viewers, but a fairly significant jump as it relates to Demo. And it was still number four in the top 150. Aussie Open signing with AEW was a dumb decision overall. They're going to get buried to hell. And I think they just did this so somebody else splits the bill for some medical, basically. Uh, Orange Cassidy, defending the champion more frequently than others does not make a champion more prestigious. Having less title defenses makes a title more prestigious because you only get a finite amount of times to go for that title and it's big money. Like, come on, you guys do it well with the AEW world champion. Jesus Christ. Uh the four pillars segment was just awful. Darby Allen, I am not kidding you, was on stilts. He had elev he, his boots were elevated to make him look taller, and it just looked silly. <laughs> um Lyra or er, Lyra Valkyria, Taya Valkyrie and Lady Frost was a mess. What a mess of a match. These two do not give a shit in AEW. They're just there for a payday. Like they don't mm-hmm. care. I mean, I, I saw them wrestle each other in Impact, in okay matches. But this was just a mess. Jesus Christ. Uh the trios champions. Wasn't there a point when the trios champions felt important? When they were doing like a best of seven and every match was like okay? Nope. But now it's like, oh, we're just going to defend them in open house rules for the trios champions because we need um the House of Black on TV, whatever, who cares? Uh, and finally, the main event was actually a fun match overall, but once again, they were starting to fall into the little avenue of defending Ring of Honor champions mm. on AEW television. That's, no, have those matches on Ring of Honor. Right. Because you're putting a good match on here instead of doing it where you need the most help, which is Ring of right. Honor. Um, and also, the crowd overall... Yes, I can confirm a couple of things. The free tickets with burgers and fries was 100% real. There were three locations here in Las Vegas that did that promotion. Mm -hmm. Number two, there was majority dissatisfaction with AEW and Ring of Honor's taping as a whole from consensus from people who were in the building. The attendance was bad. There were 1,500 seats empty that were still available for Dynamite, and that was the most watched show. And they did Rampage and Ring of Honor within the same day. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of wrestling for people. So they were just fil- filing out after each show. Yeah, That's not good. That's not right. a good way to use your time. If I was Tony Khan, I would put Ring of Honor in intentionally smaller venues. Right. I would do it at Sam's Town. Right. There would be more energy. There might be less people there, but you would feel more energy. It would be louder. It'd be mm-hmm. like that's the that's a place that I want to go to. Right. Instead of putting it in AT and, or T Mobile Arena, that's you yeah. know three fourths empty. Right. It just it's not a good look, and people just were complaining about it. I'm like. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Oh, Impact Wrestling. I couldn't obviously couldn't find demo or anything, but Jesus, they pulled out all the stops for this. Um Speedball Mike Bailey and Chris Sabin was an absolutely phenomenal match. It was the only two thumbs-up match during the whole show, and everything else was actually fairly good. I was not a big fan of Rosemary going back to Courtney Rush. That's annoying, but it is what it is. Um, Steve Macklin is continuing just to be somewhat of a disappointment as a champion. I heard good things about his no-disqualification match against PCO. Maybe they're starting to do a lot better with it, but as it sits right now for me, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, Jordan Grace and Alicia was a waste of time, and there was just—there were some time wasters, but this match was absolutely spectacular because Speedball Mate Bailey just cannot do no wrong. SmackDown! Uh, for preliminary numbers, it was a 2.027 million next to a 2.049 from last week, and it was a 0.46 next to a 0.5. But just keep in mind, it was a pre-taped. It was a pre-taped show, and this went up against NBA. So there you go. Uh, there just really wasn't a whole lot here that sort of caught my attention. Uh, the Kevin Owens show was a masterclass in storytelling, but just This whole new layer of the bloodline thing is just that consensus. It's just been awesome in every way, shape, and form. There's a reason why 2 million people watch SmackDown, and I think the bloodline just has a lot to do with that. Um, Austin Theory and Sheamus had a good match, but I just kind of wish they waited for the United States champion until later. They have potential with this um, six-man tag feud with... Pretty deadly and fury taking on brawling brutes. I think that's still going to be good. Yeah. But the blow-off should be the United States champion match, not the kickoff point right. should be that. You know? Uh Cameron Grimes and Ashante Adonis was meh, but Cameron Grimes won, so there you go. AJ Styles and Carrion Cross actually had a good match. I hope they continue to follow up Karrion Cross with more good stuff like mm-hmm. this because. The guy is good. Put him in good rivalries and programs and stuff that people care about, and you have a star with the guy. Um, L.A. Knight and Rick Boogs. I want to explain this. I did it briefly, but I'm going to do it again. I really wanted a babyface heel tag team with Rick Boogs and L.A. Knight. I think the dynamic would have been interesting. Mm -hmm. I think there would have been a lot of good energy. Both guys are good in the ring. Mm -hmm. I think they both have good mic skills. They have great charisma. And I think that gel would have been really nice, especially because the Street Profits are now in a feud with L.A. But L.A. faced off and beat Boogs. Mm -hmm. You could have waited for that, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do that. Um it was it was fine but overall smackdown was there and obviously rampage just like everything is a waste of time and I said it on the TikTok but I'm going to say it here because two separate audiences as soon as collision airs I will be suspending reviews for collision or for rampage mm-hmm. I don't know what holds for collision mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'm going to give the new place a try. I'm going to see if there's exclusive rosters, what they're going right. to be doing with it. But I have to take off one. And Rampage is just the easiest one to take out yep. of my general gambit. So that's what I'm going to do for that. Uh, there was okay-ish stuff here. But once again, it was a whatever sandwich. Uh, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass taking on uh, La Ingo Ingobernable was actually not a bad match. But... Uh, Obviously, the acclaimed are going to be facing the House of Black at the pay-per-view. Probably. They haven't made that official yet, but I feel like that's going to be the Mm -hmm. case. Uh, The women's tag match. Here's the thing. You had Baker, Sheeta, Nyla Rose, and Marina Shafir. It doesn't sound like the best match ever, but here's the thing. This felt like what AEW should be. Mm -hmm. It was a nice-paced showcase of what AEW should be right it felt different and it felt special and this is why people were drawn to AEW in the first place the, AEW has become too much WWE at this mm. point and watching matches like this kind of brought me back to that 2019 AEW that gave you that breath of fresh air right. instead of just a chore and i think that just sort of rejuvenated me on that and i'm glad that they're doing big bill and lee moriarty continuing them as a tag team i think their dynamic is interesting and i'm hoping that they push them because i think they're good but that's pretty much all there is for my soapbox overall it was a fine show for some for a fine week for some wrestling hopefully there will be better follow up with everybody because mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of pay-per-views this weekend. So uh, we'll see how everybody follows up, and uh, we'll go from there. Because even Impact Wrestling had Under Siege on Friday. Right. So literally, it was a big wash of every show that yep. I cover. So that's all well and good. So when we come back, we're going to review Night of Champions and make it majestic again. All right, we are back. Night of Champions, two thumbs yep. up. Every, uh, every
1: match was good.
0: Every single match had just something different, and I loved it. But let's kick off with the World Heavyweight Championship match: AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Yeah, two thumbs up. That's I agree with that. A great match. They put on a clinic, man. Oh, absolutely. Um, here's the thing with AJ. This
1: is this is veterans right here.
0: Oh yeah. Um, AJ Styles really hinted that he's sort of on borrowed time as it relates to his career, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, he should go to AEW. Number one, he's not going to do that. But number two, I really hope they at least give him one more crescendo, maybe even against Reigns. Right. Uh, is he going to be the one to take the title off of Reigns? No. But will it be, an, number one, a great match? Yes. And also just that feel good thing? Absolutely. And I don't think AJ Styles has faced Reigns for the Universal Champion at I don't this think point. So. And they would just be excellent, and you know it. Yeah. Reigns is on a different level, and Styles is just as good now as he was 15 years ago. Right. Uh, right. Seth Rollins, excellent in every way. It was a stomp. These two just had a back-and-forth amazing match. Yep. If this is going to be the work pace, the work pace, the work pace, yeah, I'm going to go with it, the pace for the World Heavyweight Champion, it's going to be just as good as the Universal Champion. Yep. Give them these kinds of matches. You're going to be happy about yep. it. Just absolutely. They, they just started off great with it. And I wouldn't have done anything different. Yep. Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch. I did like this match. It gets a full thumbs up. Oh, yeah, one. Right, it yeah. was a good match. Trish is on it. What is with this girl, man? She is just as good now as she was 20 years ago. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> she is ageless. Like, seriously. Yeah. And Becky Lynch, she has new life. Yeah, she needed this so bad. Yep, and I think the
1: whole thing with Tony, uh, uh, Zoe Stark at the end was also excellent.
0: Yes. Also, do you know where Becky got hurt? Because I don't know. I'm not sure if it was from the Stratus faction or from the C360, but Becky's nose started to bleed. She oh, had yeah, like I have no idea. huge cuts on her cheek. I'm like, I'm not sure where that came from. I don't know either. That was um, kind of weird. A very intense match at the pacing was great. And I think them pushing Zoe Stark with two just, well, number one, a Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Famer is great for yeah. her. Do this for nxt call-ups and you're gonna have stars all day long absolutely and zoe stark is a good wrestler too so if they just continue with that it's gonna be good yeah and i hope that trish maybe becomes more of a manager to zoe and becomes more of her mouthpiece because then you then you have a winner right right there but yeah, and awesome. That's about I'm, it. I was very excited about it, and like I said, full thumbs up. Stratus won. Becky didn't look bad. We're all good to go. Oh, Mustafa Ali and Günther for the Intercontinental Championship. Not You're... as
1: good as Günther's other matches have been. No, nope. it's hard to. It's hard to follow okay. that up.
0: Sheamus. Sheamus Drew McIntyre. He just put on bangers, and there was no way you were going to follow up. Just excellence, but. Even though I'm not a big fan of Mustafa, he did put his all into yeah, he it. Did. And there were times where I'm like, oh, shoot, he might do this. Right. It, well, number one, it gets a full thumbs yeah. up. Um, but the issue is, where do you go with Mustafa from here? Who knows? They really did this because of where they were. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like it when they do that. Put the right people in the right place. Yeah. I still th- I still feel like it should have been Bronson, but that's just me. Yeah. But overall, they did pull off a good match, and it did get a full thumbs up. But it was a power bomb, and it was a fun match, a nice little relaxing breather right. between two really excellent matches. So I'm very very happy about that. I'm not a big fan of saying that about Gunther matches, but Gunther's match was not the shining star here, and I think I think it was wrestled that way because mm-hmm. they knew that that was the case, right? Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Champion. Excellent this, match. Oh, two thumbs up. Yep. Uh, between this match and the WrestleMania match, this one was the better match. Yeah. I think just structurally, I think Asuka really embracing the heel yeah. is a lot better than this tweener because it just doesn't fit with the paint and the miss. Right. It's like, be a heel. Right. She is a heel. Right. You know? Um, I really liked how she did the mist into the hands and then uh, smearing it on Bianca's face. It was a great way to still do the mist, but keep it low key. Right. And it was two kicks for Asuka to win. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like.
1: I think everyone was shocked. So.
0: Everyone. I mean, the crowd lost their minds. They were they were behind Asuka all the way, too. Yeah. I mean, Bianca Blair was popular in Saudi Arabia, but Asuka really was, like, yeah, the person. She was, yeah.
1: She was the person to, to beat. Bianca.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, now, do you think maybe it should have been at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure, but you know what? Bianca now has the opportunity to go for Rhea. Yeah. And I think I think here at the very least they can build it a little bit better because yep. WrestleMania was before the draft. Right. So they weren't sure what they wanted to do yep. quite yet. So I think that's kind of why they waited until at the very least yeah. um Night of Champions. Yes. All right, this one was kind of a stinker for the most part. Yeah, it was a
1: squash match. It was, it was,
0: it was a minute. It was a minute and ten seconds. Ray Ripley, Natalia. It was a squash match. I'm gonna be match. nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being nice with this one too. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Natalia, but they literally made this match. I think on SmackDown, and yeah. it's like, how can you even? take it seriously when literally it was like maybe a week at most to promote it. They could have done this and made it feel special like they did with, they did a great with Zelina Vega. Why didn't they do it with Natalia? Like, I don't understand. They had all months to do something with it. (laughs) But for some reason, they didn't. They just totally ignored it. And it was just like, ugh, so lame. They, They literally, they did it. With Zelina. Copy and paste, and then you might have something special. Like, crap, yeah. man. It was a minute and 10 seconds. The, the review of this match was longer than the match. All right. <laughs> Obviously, Ray Ripley won with Reptide. All right. Brock Lesnar, Cody wrote, master class of storytelling. Yeah. What a story with the arm. Yeah. Lesnar's frustration that he couldn't get Cody to pin cody not pin- getting or um, submitting excuse me and cody not doing it and reaching and reaching is like man oh two thumbs up this yeah. is one of lesnar's better matches that i've seen him in in years yeah and, and it god.
1: helps it helps when cody is able to perform at such a high level
0: oh god cody rhodes is just he's main event star all over the place he's oh he's, yeah he is the guy to beat Reigns. He is going to do it. Yeah. There's nobody else that I can think of in my head that has, has it. Right. Cody has it. And I think the, the whole thing with Lesnar is just telling you that Cody is the guy. Yeah. Like, Lesnar is great, and he is on a different level with, number one, being heel, yeah. but also and I, th- I just think he had a great match with this. I'm so happy. Because yeah. Lesnar matches are very hit and miss, but this one was a definite... I mean, they knocked it out of the park.
1: Oh, yeah, they did. Uh,
0: much better match than the ba- uh, the Backlash match, and the Backlash match was good. So... Yeah. Um, excellent excellent follow up and i hope that they do the rubber match i want to see no disqualification yep. i want them to do an unsanctioned match <sighs> let's have them be in a fight i that's that right. would be badass and all you right. you know yeah. they're setting that up because cody won lesnar won boom
1: they have to have a rubber match all right let's move on to our main event main here. event
0: oh my god oh this, this this might be match of the year candidate <laughs> yeah what a spectacular match Jesus Christ. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa. Sami Zayn's reaction from everybody was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um, given his heritage. But they embraced him with open freaking arms, and it just was a great moment. Um well, can, we,
1: we gotta we gotta talk about Jimmy Uso being the one to see. I, the I almost Reigns. needed a cigarette after this match, <laughs> man. It was
0: there is nothing that I would have done that would have made this more majestic. No. It was. It was, it was. It was
1: perfectly executed.
0: The match pacing was great. The action was awesome. The crowd reaction was great. That ending was just a chef's kiss on chef's kiss on chef's kiss. Um, the super kick heard around the world, basically breaking up the the bloodline. Yeah. And just the other one. The audio was like, I'm doing what you should have done months ago. I got you, I got you, boom, again. It was just, I, what can I say? There isn't
1: much to say. It was, you just have to watch the match for yourself.
0: Go out of your way. Literally, get Peacock for that free month and watch this match. That's literally how good this match was. I cannot sing its praises enough People will complain all they want about WWE, but when they hit, they
1: hit oh, yeah. hard. This was a hit. This was a hard hitting.
0: There's just no, there is no other company that no. can touch them right now. Mm-hmm. And there's not even remotely close. This is the most excited I've been about WWE in years. Yeah. But
1: anyways, that that was Night a champion. Oh, Stunner, Stunner oh.
0: Kick on Solo Sokoa. Thank God yeah. Uh, for that. And Solo Sokoa did not look weak. No. Nobody looked weak. Still champions. I can't wait for the follow-up. And that was Night of Champions. So next week, we are covering the shows that are happening tonight. We're not watching them tonight, by the way. Um,
1: Battleground and double, double or Nothing.
0: Yep. So if you did enjoy this, remember to like, follow, subscribe, leave a review or a comment down below wherever you are. Uh, we want to hear from you. Become a patron and follow all the links right here next to me if you're watching or down below in the description. And as always, be majestic.